Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, welcome to Muppet Monday Podcast. This week, I'm going to mix it up, do things a little different. I have a stash of a couple old snippets from, like, different things, and I'm working on, like, mixing them together to do, like, some kind of bonus episode. But this one is a direct cut from the Second Chance uh, moped podcast that I did with Jim a couple months back was just me and him. So I wanted to play that. If you never got a chance to hop over to his podcast and listen to it, uh, it's kind of like a, my backstory and then like maybe a little bit about like how our podcast got started and stuff. I can't remember all the details cause it went on forever. So I think I'm going to split it up too. Cause it's kind of long. I think it was like a three hour episode or something. So I'm going to break it up, use one here, and then, like, you know, maybe I'll kick the other half another day, or you can, you know, pop over to Jim's podcast and check it out, and, yeah, um, and weird update, I guess, on this week, I'm kind of, like, kicking myself in the ass right now, like, I don't know what it is, but I feel like I don't have the, the blood thirsty killer instinct I used to have for getting mopeds like my garage is full of bikes I have a derby project I want to like that runs and stuff I want to finish I got the cross build I'm working on I got my ripper hobbit I got like three other hobbits a t- t- the stack of twin tomoses I got a ton of bikes in the garage and like I have a problem with like getting distracted and like going and buying more bikes and doing getting you know more parts and doing more shit and never finishing all these little things and someone tagged me they sent me a picture or whatever there was like a derby variant for sale in virginia like literally like an hour from my house maybe less maybe maybe like yeah maybe like an hour and i was like damn like that's pretty tempting but i already have a dirty variant this one looks a little beat up like, it looked a little beat up. It was missing a front wheel. It didn't have the seat on it. Like, it was, like, leaning against a fence. Like, it looked all rusty. Not, like, real bad. Like, I've seen worse. But I was like, man, like, this thing's looking kind of rough. And, like, I was like, oh, I kind of want to get it because only, we've only found one derby, like, in the wild, like, here. Like, only one. And we, and we raffled it off. We gave it away. Like, shout out Matt Brapper. He still has it, taking care of it. Which I want back if we ever sell it. I want that back. Don't sleep. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, it was posted for sale for like $4.50. I'm like, that's not a bad price for a derby. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, let me at least reach out. I sent her a message. And like, you know, she got back to me eventually. And I was like, you know, just asking like, just asking stupid questions. Like, oh, like you know, what shape is it in, does it turn over, you know, exploratory shit to see if I can, like, knock something off the price, you know, even though it's 450, it's not a bad deal, but if it doesn't run and it's roached, like, it's roached, it's gonna cost you twice as much to fix it, so I'm like, all right, let me just, like, at least ask some questions, and then, you know, someone else messaged me about it, and then, like, the Vintage Ped Shed, uh, shout out, check them out on uh, Instagram if you haven't uh, hit me up about it, and I'm like, like, oh, like, I'm texting with her, like, like, it's too far for me, but I can, like, talk to her, like, if you want to go get it, I'm like, uh, so that was kind of, like, the last push, I was like, mm, okay, let me ask her some more questions, and I'm like, Yo, what's up, like, you still have it, it's still available, like, I'm willing to t- buy it, like, let's make a deal, like, 
I got I can give you three hundred right now. Like I'll Venmo you or PayPal you or whatever the cash you want right now to like lock it down, buy it, and then we can figure out like a day for me to come pick it up. You know, anytime after work, like I'm free, I can come get it. And she was like, yeah, down, like, I'll, like, someone's supposed to come pick it up or come look at it this evening, like, I can let you know after. I'm like, I can pay you right now to t- and, like, just buy it. I'm like, I got it. Like, no, you know, it's sold. And she's like, okay, cool. So she made the deal, and I'm like, sick, tight. I bought a variant. Like, I don't really want it, but maybe someone else in Richmond wants it or, like, you know, one of the homies, like, will be pumped to, like, get it off me, like, and I, you know, I'll mark it up, like, 50 bucks or something dumb for, like, my time, my gas or whatever. But, like, you know, I was like, all right, tight, cool, no big deal. And then she messaged me back a couple hours later and was like, oh, like, I, I sent you your money back. Like, the people that were coming to look at it, like, drove all the way from Manassas, which is, like, an hour past me. So they drove two hours to come check it out. And I was like, I'm, one, I was like, who the fuck is in Manassas driving to go get a variant? Like, I don't know anyone up there. Like, there's, like, two people that ride mopeds up there you know, that we know of, and I'm like, who the hell is this, like, one, why aren't you riding with us and hanging out, like, we should be tight, we should be friends, like, you're driving two hours by a moped, like, you sound like you're, you sound like our people, like, (laughs) one of us, (laughs) so I was like, that's interesting, whatever, and I wasn't bummed, I was like, cool, like, that's $300 I didn't need to spend, like, on another moped, and I have enough projects in the garage, but like, but I'm like, Still inside, I'm kind of like kicking myself, like, damn, like, I lost the fucking drive or something to like want to go scoop that bike. Like, oh, like, I gotta, I gotta get there right now and beat everyone else before someone else in Richmond sees it. And like, I don't know, maybe it's, maybe it's growth. Maybe it's a positive thing. Maybe I'm being more responsible. Who knows? I could put $300 worth of mopeds into like, one of like you know 12 other bikes in the garage and like get something else working instead of like buying another broken bike that i might like do something with eventually or like just sell them with my friends so long story short like you guys tell me like in a comment in a post you can call the voicemail line and send me an email what do you guys think uh oh so by the way email is mopedmoneypodcast at gmail.com and shout out to um perry who bought a hoodie and a shirt this week. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, it helps a lot. And But yeah, um, yeah, that's the thing, dude. Like, if, if you think, like, your money's better spent fixing the bikes you have versus buying new ones, or if you think anytime something new pops up, you should just get it, let me know your thoughts and where you stand on the whole thing. And, you know, I don't know. I also kind of would rather just, like, wait for, like, like a kind of dream bike these days like right now i'm kind of in that mood like i want to save up you know get like a brand new uh you know buy bike or you know some something something new new or cool or different like i don't know another variant when i already got one i don't need it i guess long story but i'm not hurt or butthurt or sad that i lost out on the deal Okay, a small part of me is. But yeah, anyway, here's the episode with Jim. Check it out. And fuck your car. Ride a moped. Three, two. And welcome, everybody, to another week of Second Chance Moped Podcast. We're here. We're in the basement. Winter. 
winners here in Minnesota. You know, you guys keep hearing me every week, but everybody in the moped world sees all the boys from Nebraska and the boys from Minnesota. We're all going a little stir crazy. Um, I don't know if anybody caught the Wandering Pacers Instagram today. It was do we're so bored. We're putting graphics from Star Wars in our tunnels. So I mean, that's kind of where we're at. But as a lot of you saw, I actually got going on my Baker's Dozen build because um, people actually remembered I said I was going to do that. Then the fine folks over at Moped Monday podcast mentioned it. I'm like, oh shit! Now I'm now I am committed because like people are remembering I said I was going to do it. Um, but yeah, so this is kind of a you. This is a going to be a cool episode for me because it was right around a year ago to the day I was on a podcast. Um, I randomly threw it out to some people who I listen. Honestly, at that point, I think I had listened to two, maybe three of their podcasts. And Jason said, "You know, if anybody's got an idea for a podcast, both emails or whatever." And he and I just threw a couple topic ideas. Never thinking I was going to be on because I still feel like I'm a nobody in the bullpen community and just said, you know what, dude, like you and I have a few things in common. Uh, what about like getting on a bike after the accident? Here's a, just a topic idea. And he gets back to me about, oh, I don't know, a couple of days later said, okay, so when do you want to be on? And or, it wasn't even that. He said, well, you want to be on in a couple of weeks? And I'm like, okay. And I've done a lot of public speaking and, other facets to my life. So I'm not afraid to start making a ass out of myself and just start talking. And I was on that podcast and it was a really positive experience and they invited, they didn't invite me, but they're kind of goading me a little bit. Like you should come to the Tampa rally. And everybody knows I've talked about that enough on here. Where like, I was just in the back of one of my things I do on Thursday nights and kind of annoyed at the world and looked at flights. And next thing I know I'm booking flights in a rental vehicle and getting a loaner bike for Tampa. And I met, a lot of the fine folks at um, Moped Monday podcast. And one thing kind of led to another. Um, and I reached out to Ashley Ackley and asked her why she stopped doing Brapcast. And she said, well, I can't get any guests. And I just said, well, do you want to try again? And we did. And it worked well for a little while. And then, you know, Ashley got busy and I didn't want it to be done. And I kept going with it. And the next thing I know, I look at the, I just look at the calendar. I'm like, God, it's Royal Rumble time. I remember those guys doing the podcast with me during the Royal Rumble. I, I should look up the, oh shit, the anniversary is like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, something like that. So I reached out to Jason. I'm like, hey, dude, do you want to be on my podcast? And Jason's always been awesome for me. He's, um, whenever I needed help or reached out to him on Jason's time, he's always gotten back and been helpful. And I'm kind of wrecking his intro because I wanted him to like introduce who he was, but we're going to let Jason introduce himself anyways. Okay, start with that. Second off. So, um, what are your favorite moped sounds? Oh, uh, shit. Fuck your car. Ride a moped. I don't know, like, touch a fly, was it moving? Like, no, nah, it feels pretty locked up. Sounds like a fuck, dude. Okay, 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 enough of that. <laughs> rally within a rally is the Inception Rally, and this is podcast within a podcast. This is the Inception podcast. There um, we go. Great movie, uh, I think so. by the way. Inception. It, yes, it is. I got to give it a rewatch one of these days. Um, so, Jason, you've listened. You've spent, but I'm still going to run it down. Here on Second Chance Moped Podcast, we run through people's moped stories. What happened, i.e., the very first time you saw a moped, not necessarily getting on, but seeing a moped, your first smile ride and all that good stuff. 
and just kind of your moped journey. What happened, what it was like, and what it's like today. So, Jason, a lot. why don't you go ahead and tell us, what's the first time you really remember seeing a moped? Uh, yeah, yeah, my guy. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure. Love you. <laughs> let, me get, let me get a sip of my Hold coffee. Ah, that's great. That's great. Cup of Joe there. That, I, I, yeah, I, yeah. Just so you guys know, I can drink coffee, caffeine, <laughs> Pepsi, soda, anything all night long till the time I go to bed. Yeah. Just like Jimmy over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, what's up? I'm Jason, a.k.a. Biggie, if you know me from Moped. It's funny in my life, uh, people who call me by different things, I can always point out where they know me from. So mm-hmm. if you call me Jason, then you, you knew me somewhere else. And if you call me Biggie, it's definitely only from mopeds. <laughs> but uh, mm, let me see here. My first time seeing a moped, I've, I give it some thought because you know, you know the structure of moped uh, podcast, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm like, I can't think of it. Like, yeah. there's no like one time where it's like, oh, like everyone else, is like, yeah, I was 12 and this fucking moped was right there and i was like oh mm-hmm. what is it my dad let me ride you know something like that yeah, yeah. i never had that moment there were no mopeds in my life growing up like kids in my neighborhood had those uh those go peds and that yep. was like a thing and i had like one friend who had like a dirt bike and i was like oh this you're you're 15 with a dirt bike that's sick like no one else yeah, in the neighborhood yeah. had a dirt bike but this one kid you know and it was Jason, like let me ask you we all know you live in richmond where did you grow up actually though I'm from Richmond. Yeah. I'm okay. Yeah, I'm, I didn't yeah, know that for sure. I didn't know if you're in an outside community or not. Nah, like, nah, nah, I live raised. in St. Paul, but I grew up in a town. Nobody's ever heard of. Uh, um, Richmond, Richmond's weird for those who haven't been here to Richmond, AKA RVA. Um, it's a small city. And then there's like surrounding counties that get encompassed like in as Richmond. So I lived mm-hmm. in like, I grew up in like the West end of Richmond, like Midwest end, like, not deep where it's like super, super rich people. It was like middle class. Like the further out you got, it was like the richer you got. But it was like, I was like, yeah, just middle class, normal, like just outside of the city. And that's where I grew up. And yeah, no mopeds in my childhood. But, uh, but like, you know, I skateboarded and stuff growing up. And I was like mm-hmm. hanging out. I wanted all, all you know, you want to get a car, you get a car. And you're like, oh, let's go downtown and skate. So we go downtown and skate and do all this shit. And run around, so I always wanted to live like downtown. I wanted to be in the city. I was like, cool, I want to be in the city. So as soon as I was like old enough to move to the city, like that's what I did. And you're hanging out in Richmond and you're going to shows and you're seeing people and going to the same place. And our city is so small that like a lot of different cliques and groups of people mingle and mesh together, like mm-hmm. everywhere. And you start seeing these moped guys running around town, like no helmets, raising <laughs> hell spray painting shit on things and they have like these sick cuts and these wild bikes with like tandem mopeds like welded together like 12 <laughs> 12 years ago and i'm like dude who are these guys and it was like that was like the hell satans yeah yeah and uh richmond like you know like for those who always ask like we have like a bunch of moped clubs but like back we back in the day and still currently we, we always had like a bunch of bicycle clubs too so mm-hmm. I rode fixed gears, I rode bicycles and like all the different bicycle clubs would like gather and do stuff. And we always had like a big event, uh, in Richmond, you know, that everyone would go to you. Do you guys have black label there? Cause I know that was the big no, so bicycle cl- black club label in was Minneapolis. Like, black label was in, in New York and okay. they always had their big like bike rally. And then yeah, like yeah. 
all the bike clubs from here would go up to that. And then like vice versa, they'd all come down to Richmond for Slaughterama, which was like the one down here. And it was the same, same shit, like same kind of black label, like walling out, like bike clubs doing competitions. Like, mm-hmm. uh, what do they do? They did like chariot races. Yeah. Like tall bike jousting, watching people get super fucked up. Yep. Yep. Like, Oh man, tall bike jousting. And while everyone's throwing full cans of beer at you, like, insane uh i always thought this would be a great idea for mopeds at a rally they t- yeah. they did this thing where they took all the tire inner tubes and they mm-hmm. tie them all together and then at the end of the bundle like it's like a x formation where like someone would put around their chest okay and then the other person just put theirs around their chest and they start on opposite sides and they ride past each other and the first person to get yanked off their bike lost <laughs> so like i was like damn like that was interesting but like yeah like so it was all that shit going on and all these different like clicks and scenes and bicycle things and then you see all these moped guys running around and they were the hell satans and i'm like damn like okay cool hell satans like mopeds bikes and we'd all hang out together and then you know you'd see them at the bike events and then like you they throw their moped rally so my first couple of moped rallies i never even owned a moped thought about a moped i just showed up on a fixed gear and like hung out and party because it was like something to do in Richmond. Yeah, yeah. So that was my and first like, like you know experience with like seeing them was just like seeing the Satans like rip around town. But like I didn't really think about it like much about mm-hmm. it at all. And like until now my, is this post band life or is this pre band life? Because you know you talked about it a little bit on your podcast like you've been in bands, you've done some tours here and there. Like is this when you kind of phased out of? bands and kind of got into mopeds or, so or like bicy- not phased out of bands because yeah. i don't think a musician ever phases out like just stopped trying to pursue the touring band yeah. thing so the like the band thing was like that was like another just aspect of like growing up and going to shows in richmond like uh, everyone you know who want to be in a band start a band like your whole time you're like oh we got to go on tour we got to go on tour you got to do this do this and that and like and i and i worked at music venues and worked for promoters mm-hmm. and i did stuff like that so it was like Still, like, doing the band thing, and, like, that's, like, when I kind of was, like, noticing the Satans and in the city and hanging out. And then, like, it wasn't until, like, my roommate, like, I hadn't really phased out of band stuff. I was still, like, in the bands before I really got into mopeds. Like, when I phased out, that's when, like, the mopeds were kind of, like, a replacement for that. Yeah. And I don't try to, you know, belittle anybody's musical career by any means when I say phased out. Like, because you're a musician. You never... Drop well, music, no, the, like, that's the thing. People grow out of it. Like it's like you can only be twenty years old and touring broke with your homies <laughs> for like so long. You know, like yeah. if the shit's not popping off, like you know, it's time to time to switch it up. You know, yeah, like, yeah. You know, um, and you know me and my timelines. Like, what time frame are we in at this point? Do you know? Or? Um, this is gonna be the hardest part for me. Like timelines. Okay. That's like not what I think about. Like I, I think <laughs> yeah, about yeah. the times and all oh, that was sick, but it's yeah, like, yeah. I know it was like maybe 2006. Okay. Like, a, like sweet, sweet. yeah, something around that time, 2006. So I've been out of, out of high school and like, you know, out of high school, I was like in college and I moved downtown and that's kind of like the beginning of mopeds for everyone or that, not everyone, but for the most part, our whole community is based around like mm-hmm. young 20 college age, finding a moped. And yeah, that's kind of like what I've noticed across the board. Like no matter where people live, it's like, yeah. oh, you're young, you're free, you got a little bit of extra money, but not a lot. So you're looking for some something to get around town, and you find this cheap ass moped. Mm-hmm. And but yeah, like I live with this guy. His name was uh Brian, but everyone called him Sneaky P. 
Nice. And uh, <laughs> Stingy P was, you know, a wild dude. And yeah, yeah. He was in the bands and he toured. Like, I don't know if anyone listened to like old metal bands and shit. He was like in Undying, which was like. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. I know yeah. them. Like, was I was like, actually a roadie for a metal band. Okay. And I was basically a babysitter to make sure everybody made bus call. Oh, yeah. And that was really challenging some nights because oh, yeah. they were heavy, heavy, heavy partiers. And I, I was a sober that. guy on the tour. So, like, I think we actually played some shows with them on the East Coast, but okay. you no, know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I, um, I tour managed like Scream the Prayer one summer and mm-hmm. babysitting like thirty dudes. Yeah, hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, you feel me? Yeah. It's just like oh, I gotta just keep track of shit and make sure like no one's really fucking up. Oh, why are you uh, jumping off the top of that stage like that? Like no. <laughs> but yeah. um, yeah, my buddy, my buddy Brian, aka Sneaky P. Like, you know, one day he just, like, comes in the room because I had, like, a van because, like, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm in a van doing all this shit. I got a van. So I'm like, cool, mm-hmm. I got this van. He's like, yo, uh, can you take me to go pick up this moped? And I'm like, uh, sure, I guess. No big, no big deal. Let's go. Let's go get it. So we drove, like, half a mile down the street. It wasn't even far. We went, like, mm-hmm. half a mile down the street, and we pull around the side of this, like, you know, this little house, and he, like, you know, meets some like random guy and like walks back to the shed and they just pull out this like blue pook maxi, like all like crusty, like yeah. dirty, and we just like throw it in the van and drive it home. And like the house, so like, I'm wondering, did it take longer to park your van than it actually did for him to like do the transaction and he could have walked it home faster? Cause he's <laughs> like, it wasn't far, <laughs> but like yeah. it was definitely like we just like, God, it was so close. Like when I think about it now, I'm like, dude, like. You totally could have like walked and got it, got that, but like yeah, yeah. you know, I pulled up on the sidewalk. It was like you know, plenty of parking or whatever, and like he scooped it up and threw it in the van. Like it just lived. Like we had like the house I lived in had this like this like little like dugout. Like if you looked at the front of the house, it had a basement, mm-hmm. but like there were like you know little stairs to go down to get to the like the basement doors. You go in through that door, and yep. it had like a like a cemented like blocked in like thing. We just called it, it looked like a baseball dugout. So that's kind of okay. what we called it. And he just like, leave the bike down there. And, and I'm like, oh, that thing's cool, man. Like, you know, what are you going to do with that? And he's like, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna rebuild the whole thing. It's going to be sick. And like he like I, yeah, yeah. he kind of proceeded to like tear the whole thing apart, sand it down. Like he painted it like panther pink, like nice. the legit panther pink, the, I don't know, car like paint, you know, it was legit yeah, paint. Yeah. He borrowed like an uh, air compressor and a paint gun from his, like his boss and like mm-hmm. did it like super legit it was super nice bike it was like polini kit like all this shit that like didn't mean anything to me back then i was like oh cool my buddy's doing this like moped thing in the basement like cool no big deal <laughs> and then like he get it got it running it was like ripping dicks like doing like you know 60 like 12 years ago and i'm like yeah that's insane I was like, all right, this thing's cool. Like, I never even rode it. That's the funny part. Like, I was so, yeah. like, not caring about mopeds that I never even joy rode my, my homie's bike. And he, and, oh, we wow, li- and we lived together. So, <laughs> I don't know. That was funny. So, like, he had that bike. And then um, my my two friends that lived behind me, they lived, like, in the alley right behind us. And, like, mm-hmm. we, we had that whole, like, oh, you know, all your homies hang out all the time. So, no one locked their door. Yeah. And even, yeah. even in the city, we're just like. So your buddies just popping in all the time, like yo, popping, yo, what's up? I got the bike. You trying to ride? And like, so they be going on rides. And I'm like chilling, like, all right, man, that looks fun. Where are you guys at? Yeah, and like I'm like, <laughs> oh, like I, I can't, I can't go ride. I gotta, I gotta like save up to buy this new amp. Like, 
mm-hmm. you know, just dumb stuff. And I was like, or like not dumb at the time, but like, you know, no, like what I was into. I was like, that's what I was yeah, into. Yeah, exactly. And they were getting into that. And like, and I'm just like, listen to them talk, talk more and more about it. Like, oh, dude, we went and rode Riverside Drive. It was awesome. Like, perfect weather. Oh, dude, like, I picked up this little girl from VCU. Like, she wanted to go, like, she hit me up, like, Let, let's go ride dubs and, like, yeah, yeah. you know, taking girls on, like, moped dates. Like, I'm like, oh, man, <laughs> this sounds fun. Like, hmm. I always, dude, speaking of that sidetrack, um, when All I was about doing, side-tracking. yeah, when I was doing this, uh, stupid YouTube skits, yep. one, one of the premises that I wanted to really do was, like, pull up on a moped and, like, pick someone up for a date. Like, but like it's like after like you've got you've gotten clowned by like all these dudes are like oh like this dude's whack and like this babe like pops out and like oh I'm ready for the moped date and it's like yeah mopeds win like <laughs> but, I still think that's doable yeah it it could be it could happen it could happen like yeah. we're not we're not we're we're great mopeds are fun put your yeah. put your knees in the breeze dude <laughs> but dude like uh I don't know it was cool they were they were going on rides and they were doing all this stuff. And, and so, so I was getting more and more intrigued. I was like, okay, like, let me at least look for it. Like, where, where are you at? And he's like, he told me about Moped Army. So mm-hmm. I just like start lurking Moped Army, like made a little account. And I'm just like reading, reading the forms. Like, dude, I didn't even know about the general forum. Like I only looked at like performance section okay, and like repair section, I guess. And like, I would just kind of lurk and read that stuff. And like look at pictures of bikes on the internet and try to find like something that I that I liked, like aesthetically mm-hmm. or whatever. And it wasn't until I came across like uh Peter that used to be in the Ghost Riders from Michigan. Okay. Uh it was like one of the OGs, like he's not around anymore, but like this dude Peter like built like this sick like forty T, like Motobacane forty T, and it was like he did like two versions. One was like orange. And one was like blue with like the classic decals, like the rain, the rainbow decals uh-huh. or whatever. And I was like, "Yo, these are sick." <laughs> and I was like, "And I was like, I didn't think anything of it being a rigid bike and all this stuff." Like, it's like, yeah, would, like, you didn't know would, what you didn't know at the yeah, time. Like shit that I would like really hate to ride now. Like, <laughs> like oh, forty T, like clip on bars. Like, oh god, my back, like. <laughs> Dude, that already. shit looks cool, and it I see people sick. with like the low bars and all. It looks cool as hell, but then like yeah. I'm thinking after a five mile ride on that bike, I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm going to the chiropractor the I'm next like, day. Think, yo, thinking about doing that like uh, buzzards, like back to the bridges, like death march they put us on, yeah, like yeah. on a forty T clip on bar bike, like no. No, couldn't there's a reason that. why those boys love riding choppers because they're comfy. <laughs> yeah, they're comfy. Yeah. All about the comfort. Yeah, like, yeah. I, someone asked me like what, where, like where they should get their put their handlebars, and I'm like, all right, first things first, sit on top of your bike like it's a computer chair, and then put your hands directly in front of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's Ex- it. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Like the most comfortable yep. position you can find. Like that's what you want. Yeah. But um, no, dude, I I've ridden one bike more than a mile with clip-on bars. And it was a pook that I owned for exactly one week. And I said, I will never ride a bike with clip on bars yeah. like that again, dude. Like, ah, oh, I'm old and I and can't it, handle it. And it's it, like, but if it's a pook maxi, it's like the, the bar, like the top of the triple tree is already like at the bottom of where the seat is pretty much. Mm-hmm. So unless you like slam the seat, like all the way down, like no matter what you do, you're going to be like, 
bending at your knees to fucking grab yeah, yeah. fucking bars. <laughs> but I don't know, man. Like, so I found Peter's, uh, I found Peter's like, uh, you know, pictures on the internet on Moped Army. And I'm like, all right, this 42 looks cool. Like, if I get a moped, not saying I want one right now, but if mm-hmm. I find a moped and want to get a moped, it's only going to be this bike. Like, yeah. what kind of yeah. fucking idiot am I, dude? Like, No, you're you're everybody <laughs> that is new at that time, because I know somebody who just wants a top tank. Like, and they're I want, set. They're dead set old, on it. They won't take yep. anything less. Exactly. And you're like, and dude, dude that's, step throughs are great. What are you talking about? Like, yeah. Now. But, like, I was dead set. I was like... If I get a moped, I'm only getting a 40T. And this is like, I guess, you know, early 2000s or whatever. Like, gas was still pretty cheap. I had this mm-hmm. van. Like, I really enjoyed driving, like, long distance. Like, I think yeah. the first time we went to the New Orleans rally, I drove the entire way by myself. I'm like, no, I got it. I'm good. You want me to go? No, I'm good. I'm having yeah. a blast right now. Audiobooks. Well, I'm and, the like, same snacks. way, dude. I love I love to drive to this day. Like, I don't mind driving 20 yeah. hours. Like, Yeah, it's sick. I don't want to do it for a living. Oh, but no. like once, twice a year. Yeah. yeah, no big deal. Like trucker life, like uh, yeah, like, nope, nope, yeah. nope, nope. Like my um, my like uncle in law like uh, drives a truck now, so he like listens to, like our podcast and stuff. It's really funny. Awesome. Like, yeah. Shout <laughs> out Stephen Buzzard, dude. Like I, uh, you're yeah, awesome, Stephen. dude. If you can do that for a living, trucker life, dude. But yeah. yeah, man, it was like, it was like, all right, cool. I'm gonna find a 40T. So I, so I hunt around on open army and Craigslist and this and that, and like I find a guy who's like. Had one, but it was orange, and it was not running. Like think about, like think about this. Like right now, in whatever twenty twenty one, how hard is it to sell a non running moped? Yeah, it's like still, I t- we talk about it all the time on our podcast that it's like, like where are the people that were like us like back in the day when we were getting mopeds? Because like even like the people who are in it now, like everyone, every mopeder that's like deep in the game, they're like, you tell me it doesn't run, it's a hundred dollars. Yes. Yeah. Let me get th- like that's what that's what we're that's what we're looking for, you know. Like <laughs> I want the non-running bike that's a deal as long as it's complete and it's not like a total shit show. So, yeah. so I found I'll a- drive pretty long distance for a non-running hundred dollar bike. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, where are those kids at? But like, yeah. But like, that's where I was at. I was like, I was that kid. I was like, all right, cool. I found this motorcane, and I'm like, I'm in Richmond, Virginia, and I'm like, cool. This bike's in Pennsylvania. Okay. So that's about a ten hour drive or it was it was like I think it was like eight, seven it was like okay. seven or eight hours there like to get there. And so, you know, yeah. round trip or fourteen, sixteen, seventeen, like it, it varied. Like I don't even remember if we stopped or like went to eat. Like it could have taken fucking forever, depending on what you're <laughs> yeah. doing. But exactly. <laughs> yeah. But I found but I like I found a buddy, I was like, Yeah, dude, like I found this moped, you wanna you wanna go on a road trip? So it was like one of my boys. He was like, "Yeah, I'll go with you." And mm-hmm. like, I uh, like used to have a crush on this girl. And I was like, "Hey, like we're going on this road trip. Like, you to yeah. go pick up a moped in Pennsylvania. You want to come?" She's like, "Yeah." So like, her and her friend came, and we just like nice got in the van. And it's like this is like back in the day. So it's like MapQuest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm cruising the highway with MapQuest. Did you actually print the pages out, or did you just like write down like exit one hundred? I had a laptop or- in my lap. <laughs> oh shit, son! You're fancy as Super fuck. multitasking, dude. I was like driving this yeah. big ass van, mat, like laptop in my lap, like the <laughs> phone in the other hand, like talking to my friends, like super unsafe. Oh yeah, dude. But that's fucking. I, 
you make me so that's fucking technology in, in yeah, it and yeah. i don't know i tried to make up a word there that failed totally but yeah nah, your map question you're driving you're in Pen- yeah. pennsylvania so, beautiful yeah. well, we went on the hunt we hit the pennsylvania turnpike we missed an exit we did an illegal u-turn on the turnpike Yes. Which I was like, damn, I wonder, fuck if, gonna, the I wonder if I'm going to know, like, by the by the ticket you have to get when you get on, like, that you, like, fucked up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I didn't get <laughs> off. I got another ticket. Like, uh, like whatever. So, we made it there. We pulled up in this town. And it's, like, it's, like, just Pennsylvania. You know? It's just, yep. like, some hills. Like, some trees. Like, it looks like <laughs> a shitty town. I'm like, man, I'm going to suck to live here. And I'm yeah, like. Yeah. <laughs> and I pull up in, <laughs> So, like, anybody who's listening to this in Minnesota, it's. Pennsylvania, like that part is basically northern Minnesota. So, yeah. <laughs> but it, I don't know. It was cool. Like, we pull up and, like, you know, some random guy shop. And I, I beat him over the head, too. Like, he went, I don't remember what he wanted for the bike, but I was like, yeah. listen, man, like, I'm coming from all the way from Virginia. I need a deal. Like, if you want me to come get this bike, like, I really want it. Like, that's the only one I want. Like, I, I only got a hundred bucks, man. He so he so he sold me the bike for a hundred dollars, like maybe a hundred and fifty. Nice. But I had to drive like super far to get this broken ass moped. Like really, it's not smart. I know it doesn't didn't matter so much back then, but did this bike have a title? No, no, like, dude. So we, you got it for a decent price then? We because, didn't like, think about titles back then. Yeah, because yeah. no one needed. Like them. right now, I'm not, not paying. I'm not paying. Anything over two hundred bucks for a bike without a title because Minnesota's so slow getting you a title. It's like it's six months basically. But yeah. I found a loophole now where I can go get plates right away. So yeah, we don't like like getting a title in Richmond so easy that like I literally don't even think about it. Like the fa- mm-hmm. back in the day, we didn't need them at all. We didn't need titles in Richmond until two thousand fifteen. So twenty fifteen, okay. they changed the law. You needed titles and to register them all this stuff. But they had no clue what they were doing, and they don't know. They don't have. It's not like uh, I listened to your episode with uh, Andy. It's not like in fucking Michigan where they had a list and only yeah, things yeah. on this list could be registered as a. It's like no, you just tell them it's a moped and say it goes thirty five <laughs> miles an hour and make yeah, up yeah. a VIN number and you get plates in Richmond. That's beautiful. Like it's easy. Guy. Like it's easy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, don't hit me up. I'm not helping anyone get uh, <laughs> get them again. I think I still owe a thousand dollars. Like, I think I heard that episode. It was like one or two before the first one I did. Like, Jason. No, we talked about it on my the first episode I did with you guys. Jason's titling company, and you're like, uh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, no. It's <laughs> it's over. It ended real fast. I did yeah. some for Lou. I really don't even know if they got them all, but like. <laughs> I I had a bunch like we did a lot and like and I mailed them and then like I didn't like remove the bikes from my like DMV account so then it's like yeah. oh like now you owe taxes on these oh Jesus Christ <laughs> yeah they don't they don't nail us for that in Minnesota like yeah, for yeah. us it's like property tax oh my God that's yeah, like you a, have to get your tabs every no year um, yeah you gotta get your tabs every year but other than that you don't pay any other tax yeah. And then they've had, and there was some weird like loophole tax that I didn't know about, like a like a like a non I don't know, it's like a, like a titling fee, the like some uh, some extra fee that you had to pay like after the fact. I'm like, dude, I paid all these Oof. fees at DMV, like I thought those were the fees. I was there when you, you didn't mm-hmm. tell me any other fees, you know, until they send Bastards. you the bill and you're like, oh, now you owe us money, got you. But yeah, so I wasn't worried about a title. Yeah, I wasn't worried about a title back then. I was like, dude, yeah. like. 
I just want this bike. And we pull up in there and we walk in there in this little garage and he shows me the bike. And I knew nothing about it besides the mm-hmm. shit I read on Open Army. I was like, yep, looks like a 40T. Perfect. Put it in the van. And he had like <laughs> some like minty, like burgundy pinto, like fully custom painted. Like it was mm. a really nice looking moped, but like I didn't even like think about it really. And I was like, oh man, that thing's nice looking. Like you painted it, it looks cool. Yeah. And like, Whatever, you know, threw the bike in the back and drove it all the way back to Richmond. And I put it in my living room, like in the corner. And it literally yeah. just sat in the corner of my living room for oh, wow, dude. a long time. Like, no, were you in time. that house or were you in an apartment at this point? Uh, I was still in a house. Like, so, like back then or whatever, I had just like a house with my homies and it was like me and two of my friends. And like for a while, I split my bedroom with like a bandmate. So, like, and Ridden was cheap. I think for a while I was paying like 150 bucks a month. Oh, Jesus. Something yeah. really dumb. Because yeah. like Ridden was like 300 350 a piece for like our three-bedroom, two-full-bath, washer-dryer, off-street parking house in the city. Jesus. Like Jesus. blocks from campus. And we're all like young and wilding out the- anyway. So we just like sneak into VCU's like dining hall and eat like free <laughs> meals like at least two, three times a day. Like, Dude, that's so awesome. All, like, all your friends' houses, like, all the plates and dishes and silverware all from the VCU college. Like, we're all just, like, <laughs> <laughs> taking everything we can. Well, for a Dude, while, we had, a, awesome. we had, a, like, a plot. We were trying to figure out how to steal the, like, the uh, the VCU waffle maker with, like, the VCU <laughs> logo in the middle. We're like, yeah, we got to get this waffle maker home. Like, how's this going to work? <laughs> that shit makes me so happy. Dude, I love it. <laughs> yeah, it was great. And, like, and it was, like, still, like, Richmond, so it's still, like, you know, semi hood. So like right across the street from our house was a grocery store called the Hollaback Grocery. Oh, dude, that shit like, makes me so happy. Like, just what's it called? That. Yeah, the yeah. Corner store. Oh uh, yeah, hit the corner store right there. Call it. It's called the Hollaback. <laughs> and like the guy like welded like uh, fences and shit for people in the backyard. Mm-hmm. And he'd have like you know he he they some one of those stores where they buy the twelve pack of beer and they split yeah. it in half and put tape over the top so you can buy yes. a six pack. You can buy quality establishment that needs, you know, dude, people are entrepreneurs. It was sick. You could buy condoms and cigarettes by the single. Of course. (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't expect anything less from a place called Hollaback Groceries. It's like, yeah, I need one cigarette. You can buy that at that place. It was getting Lucy's. They had a place by where I lived in college. Like it was some liquor store. You could buy like Lucy's 25 cents a piece. Like, yeah. yeah. That's and like, trust me, when you're a broke college student that's a smoker and you're scraping yeah. change together, like I can get three or four, that'll get me through the <laughs> evening. <laughs> that's funny because like you like you think about it, I'm like man, twenty five cents sounds like a lot for just one cigarette. But like, yeah. who cares about twenty five cents? Like when you're just thinking about you know, yep, throw away that dude's <laughs> raking it in quarter at a yeah. time, <laughs> dude. Um, but yeah, so I got the bike back and you know sat in my living room and. My friends are still riding and ripping and doing their thing. And I'm like, man, all right. I guess I'm going to have to start working on this thing. Yeah, yeah. And being like noob I was, I was like, I'm just going to copy Peter's bike. Like, that's a bike I was obsessed with. It was sweet looking. Like, it looked cool. It had all these cool parts that I assume you know were cool. And I was like, I'm just going to copy it. I'm just going to do what he did. So I start taking this bike apart. And I'm just like. You know, I had some tools and, you know, I had to buy some more and, you know, adjustable wrenches and like stuff you had laying around. Like it, it worked. So I took this bike apart in my living room and then 
And then I had a moped in pieces sitting in the corner yeah, yeah. of my living room. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I'll just read a moped army, like religiously. Like that was like, oh, I got some free time. And I just like lurk moped army and read like repair mm-hmm. and read like um, performance section and read the wiki. Like I used to read a Fred's guide like over and over again. So like I always tell people I'm like, you know, here's your, you just got a moped. I always give them like, here's a handful of links. Like go to these. Yes. These are going to get you started. Like here's treat land. Like, you know, here's the wiki, like read Fred's guide. Like, and mm-hmm. I, and even when I tell him like, yeah, I, I still read it like here and there, just like refresher. Cause like, that's like the basics to mopeds for me. It's like, I feel so lucky to come around the time I have because we have so many people doing tutorials on YouTube. Like I cannot stress to anybody who's new, who I generally sell a Hobbit to, I send them right to that, uh, Travis, Travis tutorial. tutorial. With his Baker's his pinball three built, him yeah. and Jesse Stevenson did. Like it's such a good just basic knowledge of hobbits at least. And like like you said, just read the links. Um now let me ask you this. Is Treatland around at this point like it is yeah. now? Or are you still kind of bordering in the eBay store nah, to nah, real nah. they were they were still around then. There's like like I said, this is like 2006 or something, so they're, they're around. This is their website and the store, and Open Army's like, you know, thriving. Like, yep. it's all it's all like there. Like, all the resources that I needed that I wouldn't have had if I got in the mopeds when I first saw them. Like, when I was moved to Richmond, I was seeing the Satans ride around. Like, if I would have bought a moped then, like, they were still, like, you know, having to hit people up on, like, you know, you know foreign eBay and like mm-hmm. you know, foreign Craigslist and like translator and all that stuff to get parts shipped across the you know world, and it's like, uh, yeah, that part showed up in a month and a half, like you know, all that. Like I was like, nah, like I was right there for Treeline time, even though I was like, you know, seven seven was still like no one had been talking like a whole lot of shit about Dan, like Dan and seven seven yet, so it wasn't like super bad rap, or if it was, like I'm too, I was too new to like even care, yeah. So like you know like I'd look on seventy seven and I'd look on Treatland and like whoever had what I needed that's where I'd order it from. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I would just slowly started just ordering parts for this bike just based on like stuff I saw on Peter's bike and uh, you know stuff I was reading on the internet. So like I think my first I had like new crank, Polini cases, like Polini kit, Doppler variator, ER three, like. New EBR, like hydro forks, like nice, big dude. ass tire, like all the fancy shit. I, I was just gonna piled ask you, up. how long did it take you to buy tires and brakes for that thing? Dude, no, that was out the gates. I bought everything. Like dude, it was it was ridiculous. I was just literally just had this like pile of parts in the in this broken, like taken apart moped growing in the corner of my living room, <laughs> like in between like two couches. So it's just like everyone's just like, all right, man. Like and my roommates didn't care, it was a bunch of dudes, like no one yeah. said anything about the stuff like piling up <laughs> <laughs> and like I, I sanded the bike and painted it and did all this stuff like on the street, like in front of my house, which like, nice dude. I always get like fond like memories when like, whenever I'm like sitting on the ground wrenching on a bike, like it takes me back. Like, you know, yeah. you grow up and like you get a bench and a chair <laughs> or like, you know, a standing workbench that rolls around and you're like, ah, oh, this is so much easier. But like, those times when you're at a rally and it's just like, all right, man, I'm going to sit on this curb and like fix my bike. Like always makes me like think about like the beginning of, you know, playing with mopeds. 
there's still something fun about sitting on the ground. Even like, I mean, everybody who listens to this obviously has seen how my setup is in my garage. I've got two tables, but like, I'll still take a bike down and just to do one thing or another. And I'll sit my ass on the, on the ground. And I'm like, Oh, this is nice. I don't want to do it for much longer, but like, this is nice doing it right here. That's good. And then like, you know, you get to do like funny things like, prop the bike up in an angle with your foot so you can like <laughs> you know you do all this weird stuff to like so you can reach things that are hard to reach yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially when you're working on a hobbit and you're like trying to take it apart in multiple pieces and like yeah yeah <laughs> i got uh, yeah hobbits <laughs> the the ratchet strap through the rafters has saved my life for pulling the hobbit apart um uh, we once, so you we once uh ratchet strap someone's bike up uh, like not to like jump around. I'll get to. I guess we'll get to the shred shed yeah, stuff. No worries. But, like someone fucked up at the shred shed one time, and like they left their bike outside or something. So we were like, "Oh, you want to leave your bike outside? All right." I think Thomas or like uh, Sean or someone like uh, they threw like a ratchet strap like through these through these like rafters outside. Yeah, and put his bike like twenty feet in the air <laughs> and just left it out there. <laughs> Dude, I sold a kid a bike this year and like a few like a month or so later he gets on the minnesota moped riders page and he he posted hey bring your bikes inside i just had to get chase somebody down from trying to steal my moped and everybody's like why are you leaving your moped outside brah yeah like, like no one else is doing what you're doing what are you talking about <laughs> yeah like uh i once like when i first was like went on the hunt like really fetching bikes like i, I bought like two minty um hobbits from Mm -hmm. like an hour and a half away from richmond or something and they were in the same town from two different people and like one guy had like fresh it was fresh 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 hobbit like he bought his tires direct from the honda dealership kind of guy like yeah you know i'm restoring this bike for my daughter but she didn't like it (laughs) so like you know like his her loss dude my my gain and, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I was really trying to get my more friends in the moped. So I sold it to my buddy and he would just like park in his neighborhood, like in his front yard. Like it was a fucking, like his kid's bike or something. Yeah. One day he walked outside and the moped was gone. I'm like, I hate you. That yeah, was the much. mintiest red and cream fucking Pook Max. I mean, uh, Hobbit, Honda Hobbit ever. And you just let it get stolen. Yeah. You, you might as well oh. give it away. I was yeah, mad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It sucked. <laughs> But I don't Too know, man. Funny. Like, uh, I guess I had that bike, and I, I painted it, and I did all this stuff, and it was, like, it was nice looking. You know, I even had those uh, stupid tire inlays, the tree lanes. Dude, those things are rad. I don't they care look, what you they say. Look, they look super cool. Like, as long as they're, like, new and fresh, and, like, they're not yeah. like, color dyed, like, sun faded. Like, mm-hmm. they look sick. Like, I had these black and right red tires and black wheels. Like, the bike looks sick. Yeah, yeah. And I never learned... I. The one thing you, well, that was kind of hard to figure out from reading the internet, and that was and that being your only form of learning how to moped, mm-hmm. uh, was timing. Oh. Yeah. So I yeah, yeah. built this beautiful, pretty looking bike, nice paint, brand new everything, clip on bars, low seat. Yes. Yes. You know, every, yes. <laughs> everything the new mopeder dreams about. Exactly. And, yeah. It looked cool. And I and it had all the bells and whistles at the time, and I, you know, I'd bring it places, and people would look at it and be like, "Oh, this thing's sick," and I, yeah, yeah. and then my little, my little heart would be like, "Yeah, it's sick." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, right inside my little heart, I'd be like, "Yeah, I did it." 
It's like, I know. <laughs> I know. And then they'd be like, how fast ago? And I'm like, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, pe- I peddled it here. <laughs> yeah. Like, so I did all this work and I did all this reading and I did all this studying, but like, I really didn't have more people to rent your mopeds with to like help mm-hmm. me figure out any, anything besides what I could like learn myself. And it would start and it would make all the sounds and it sound good, but it wouldn't go fast at all. Yeah. It would just like, lay over it, like move and it makes sounds and sometimes it backfire. And then I'm going oh, backfire. So I got to redo the timing. And mm-hmm. I was like, had a micrometer and I was like, God, so dumb. Like, you know, with your micrometer has these little lines on it and mm-hmm. then it's got these big numbers, you know? And I'm like, Oh, well it said use 1.5. So that number right there says one, and then I guess I'll go halfway to that. So one and a half, and that's what I was like setting my time in at. You were at fifteen, probably. I was like, or something an, like I was like that. an inch, like a millimeter. No, one inch. <laughs> like it's like way way off. Just not I okay. Know. I missed I missed the ball. Like I dropped the ball hard. There was something I just overlooked while reading. Like, it's always something stupid, though. Like, like it's always something stupid with mopeds. I'm like, oh, this is supposed to be in millimeters. <laughs> so yeah, like the bike, I don't know, never did good. Like I took it to a Hell Satan rally like, once. Like I, I barely got it to ride there. I'm like, oh, I'm going to the rally. Rally's in town this weekend. Like they had mm-hmm. the sickest promo video where the Hell Satan's backflipped the bike into the river. Yeah, yeah, the eastbound and drown yeah, one that everybody loves. Like, epic. They had the best rally video, dude. Like it's. They'll go down in history just for that. Well, amongst all the things they did, but like the backflip <laughs> in the river was sick, you know? And yeah, yeah. I show up at the rally and like the rally spot meets like in this little t- town called like this little spot in the city called Oregon Hill. And you pull mm-hmm. up in this field, it's like this little park and I, like park my bike and everyone's like eyeballing it. And like, it was my bike. And there was like this bike from uh, one of the guys from New York. I think it was in mission 23 came down or the orphans or somebody up there. And he had like this mint, mint, mint ass fucking TSM with all the bells and whistles, like super fancy. Like, yeah. and like between that and like my bike, people were just like looking at him like, man, these things, these things got all the toys, dude. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, looking at him like, yeah, look at that, <laughs> look at that bike. We did it. <laughs> we, we almost walked, we, we could have walked faster, but we made it here. <laughs> and uh, we like sat around and like played some dice and kicked it. And I think if you if there's a video somewhere, I think it's uh, I think it's actual black black video on YouTube or vi- you know what are those fucking video sites where it's like uh, I gotta find it. I'll, I'll try to find it and send you the link. But yeah, they, yeah. But it's like the videos from like a bunch of different places and a couple of different rallies and um, and one of them is Eastbound and Drown in Richmond, and it shows like you know everyone chilling at the river, and like towards the end of the video, it shows like me trying to start my moped like everyone the ride's leaving and everyone's riding off in the distance and i'm in the back of the pack like waddle walking my bike you know my butt on the seat like (laughs) trying to like cover the carb or do something weird to get the bike to start and i'm like yeah that's me in the video (laughs) so you broke down at your first rally is what you're saying uh i made it maybe i broke down in my first rally dude it was on a loner bike but i broke down yeah i definitely broke down i think i made it like 10 miles or something and then i tried to climb some hill and as i was climbing the hill the bike definitely uh like seized 
and I locked it up, and I got a ride somewhere, and I hopped on my bicycle, and I went to the rest of the rally and hung out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do have to say that I met some really rad people in the struggle bus who I still talk to to this day. Uh, that's where I met Mr. Kent, who was on the podcast, um, and a few other of the spicy boys. I was giving them all a hard time. Like, I think maybe one or two of their guys finished their own rally. The rest of them ended up in the struggle bus with us, That's nice. which was, which was fun in its own right. Um, so like, you, you did that. Where are you starting? You said you struggle with learning timing and stuff like that. At what point did you figure that out for your bike? So that bike whole had its whole thing. And then like I moved, I had another roommate who had a Tomos and then like, you know, I moved that from that place, you know, after struggling with my, my motorbicane for like, you know, probably a year or something like, Oh, oh wow. to, together and not really having it going well. Cause I didn't really have any other one to like feed off of like the Satan's were doing their thing and I knew them. We were cool, but like, I didn't like hang out with them mm-hmm. and there weren't really any other people. And then like, you know, I, besides my homies that I knew, but they were, had, to, you know, two of them had Tomoses. My other boy had a pook and like, you know, I don't know. My, my roommate with the Pook had moved out and he sold his bike to uh, Robin from the White Line Riders. Awesome. So like, yeah, yeah. you know, from Ripperella's. So she ended up with that bike down in uh, North Carolina. And and I'm just like, dude, like, I don't know. I was just trying to figure it out on my own. So I'm buying parts and season shit and fixing stuff. And like, I could always fix it. I could always get to run. I could always get to turn on. But I couldn't like get it to rip. And I remember it was like, you know, the, them doing group rides and like see mopeds right by my house. And I'm like, damn, like mopeds just roll by the house. My shit's down. Like, you know, you're like trying to figure it out. And then yep. like I moved out and to another place. And I'm like, you know, I started buying more bikes when I had this apartment. And excuse me. <clears throat> so I had like this apartment with my, me, like me and my girl like living together. And and I'm like, all right, cool. And I found like a Hobbit online and i was like mm-hmm. yeah like i think these hobbits are cool because like once again i was lurking moped army and i saw that peter from the ghost riders that had built these sick motorbicanes that i was like obsessed with like got out of motorbicanes and started getting into hobbits and he was like yeah. self-proclaimed hobbit evangelist back in the day <laughs> like he was like oh, i'm preaching the gospel of hobbits to everyone through the country like going around no yeah. one else people were sleeping on him back then like people were sleeping on hobbits and he like had a blog, which I always link to people. I'm like, yo, just Google I blasted here and it's gonna it's pull an up awesome blog. Yeah, and it's gonna I pull up went through it a couple times. The sickest WordPress. Like it's mm-hmm. still just like surviving on the internet to this day. And yeah. Full like pictures. You wanna see what all the parts look like taken apart. You wanna see what the differences are between PA fifty and PA fifty two and what you can do to modify your PA fifty one to be like a PA fifty two. All of it's right there in this one blog, all in one spot, yep. and he gives you the Buddy Hobbit formula for like the indestructible forty to forty-five mile an hour stalker. That's the only blog I never got turned on to as a noob. Like, and I, I always tell people I'm still new. Like, but like I got turned on to this link or that link, and I read them all to the best of my ability. But like, that's the only one I didn't hear about until he was on your guys's podcast here a couple a month or two ago, and I was like. <gasps> Oh my goodness, we, this we is all had, we just haven't had them on. beautiful. What? We haven't had them on. I thought 
We've had, well, probably or had some they talked about talk it with about it. Uh, Bill Rebel or somebody or somebody talked about yeah, it. We've talked about him a couple times. Okay, like, I wish I could, yeah I got to find him like pull him pull him back yeah. in, dude. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like I found his shed and he was getting into hobbits and I was reading stuff about hobbits and I was like, all right, cool, I'm gonna find a hobbit. So I found this yellow PA fifty two, and it, you know I rewired it and it started, and mm-hmm. I was like, okay, sick. And I proceeded to just ride it around. It was just great. It was doing yeah. all the things that like a moped should do. And I wasn't struggling. I wasn't like running my bike up and down the block, sweating my ass <laughs> off, trying to figure out how to get it to run and like you know, fixing it under fucking, you know, the street lamp, like yeah. on the sidewalk, like all the things that sucked. And, and, and then I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to buy more mopeds. Why? Why I thought this when I was living in a uh, like a loft apartment with my girlfriend. I'm like, you know, sometimes I work on a moped inside, and then like you spill a whole thing of gas, and your yeah. neighbors are like, "Yeah, Yo, you smell that gas leak," and I'm like, "No, nah. I do not." <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, yeah. homie. No, got nothing. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't have like, dude, I didn't have a garage. I didn't have a place to like lock the bikes or store them undercover. I literally oh, wow. like was buying mopeds. I had like three motorbikes and like three hobbits, and they were all chained to this one fence in my in my parking lot. And I'm just like, dude, that's so amazing. I give people like yourself so much credit for like getting into stuff like any type of motor anything who live in an apartment and who will just bring it into their apartment, like. I grew up in Southern Minnesota. You had a shop and you worked on stuff in the shop. You didn't bring it in the house because only super white trash brought this <laughs> or rednecks brought it into the house. Like that's what was drilled into my head as a kid. So I had this phobia about bringing anything motorsports into the house, except yeah. for my go-kart tires as a child, because you had to keep those at a certain temperature all the time. But like, yeah, dude. So dude, I give you the thumbs up. Just like, fuck it. This, I'm going to make this happen. Yeah. It was, it was funny. Like it, it worked, I guess, for the time. <laughs> and then, like, you know, one day I'm out riding and, like, I don't know, a couple of things started happening. Because, like, our scene was always doing all this own shit. There was, like, stuff popping off. There was always kind of people riding around. And the Satans were still throwing, like, huge rallies. So, you know, Satans are doing the thing, throwing huge rallies, doing the shit. And, like, I'm just out kind of soloing because my roommate that moved away, like, didn't have his bike. And my other roommate stopped riding his Tomos. And my other two boys that I tell myself is kind of were like getting out of it. So like, mm-hmm. all right, cool. Just riding my, this thing by myself, like enjoying it, going on solo rides and like taking it to work. And then like one day I'm just out cruising and someone comes like blasting by me one day. I'm riding them up and they come ripping by me on like this Gorelli top tank with like a zebra printed seat. And I'm like, <laughs> and they rip past me because I'm on a stalker and like, I catch him at the next light. And I'm like, yo, what's up, dude? And we pound it and like, we like kind of yeah. introduced on the bike. And it's Sal that used to be in Smog Squad. Okay. And I'm like, oh, dude, what's up, man? So I met him and then like, he's like, yo, let's go ride sometime. So we interchange, you know, we exchange information and like, I go out and ride with him one night. And he like brings me to meet this dude, Nigel, which is like, Nigel's in Black Black now. And like, mm-hmm. And, like, you know, I knew him from, like, concerts and shows and stuff when we were younger. And I was like, oh, what's up, man? I haven't seen you in a long time. Like, you're riding these mopeds, too? And he had, like, a Tomos. And, like, me and him and those two dudes would just go rip around. And then, like, they had this other friend, you know, named Cole that used Mm -hmm. to be around. And that dude, like, they all took me to the Shred Shed, which is, like, 
Sean from Black Black had moved to Richmond and like he was wrenching on bikes, you know, in his backyard and like doing his thing. I know you kind of talked about it with Brad for a little bit, like on yeah. your episode with him. But um, yeah, they were wrenching his yard and he's like, yeah, I'm going to open a moped shop. And like Richmond never, like we hadn't had a shop in years. Like there was one for a little bit that's called the Moped Cafe, but that dude okay. like fucked some people over and like, you know, you know, got a little sketchy with it. So like that would, had, that had been gone for a while. And the Satan was like, there any type of scooter shop or anything going on at Richmond at this point? Um, we've always we've always had a scooter shop. So uh, the Seven Hills Scooter Rally, which is like a scooter club that we're all like really tight with in Richmond, that we've had them mm-hmm. on our podcast too. And uh, one of their members owns a scooter shop in Richmond called uh, it was called Scoot Richmond at the time. Now it's called Moto Scoot Richmond, or okay. just Moto Richmond, because like they got into selling like you know. Triumphs and KTMs and like big bikes and like on, yeah, yeah. on top of Vespas and I think they also sell like the like zeros and stuff and like they always had a good shop but they didn't do moped work they exclusively did like Vespa you know yeah like new scooter tech mm-hmm. so but they always were cool they'd always support the scene like whenever there would be a scooter rally it, the you know the host spot would always be at the scooter shop awesome. they'd let us like you know have Grimanka and like do wild stuff in their parking lot. Like, all right, we're going to build a seesaw and jump it. Like, <laughs> you know, so they were cool. That's awesome. Like Chelsea, shout out Chelsea, shout out, uh, Motor Scoot Richmond. Um, they also donated to our podcast when we first started and gave us like a Senna that I think was like one of our first giveaways. Awesome, dude. Yeah. I was like, like what, what the fuck dude? Like this shop didn't need to give us a Senna to like give away. They, they always contribute to our rallies that we throw in Richmond. Yeah. Like, Yo, Scoot Richmond, like, we got a rally coming. Can we get some swag? And they'd be like, yeah, here's a box full of gloves that they gave to the Rebel Rousers. Nice. Like, yeah, it, I don't know. They're really cool. They've been, always been super supportive of the community, whether, yeah, yeah. whether it's um, mopeds or scooters or motorcycles. Yeah, I can say this. Like, it seems to be in the St. Paul, Minneapolis scene, like, the bridge between scooters and mopeds are getting a little better because, like, I was told that – it's all hearsay, so I can't really trust on any of that. But like, mm-hmm. I go to the local scooter shop, and all the guys I go in the back work area, and all the guys bullshit with me, and I may or may not get dealer prices on oil and helmets and stuff like that. Like, I can't thank Scooterville enough for the things they've done for me. And Mike Shocker, who's a he's one of the Trace Rail guys, a moped club out of Minneapolis. Like, he works there now, working on a moped. So, like, it seems like that bridge is getting a little better, but at one point, it sounded like there there was a rift, and that's all I can say. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Richmond's weird. We never really had it here because there's always been different cliques that always meshed. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, this is one scene, but there's, like, you know, 20 different groups that all do the same thing. Kind yeah. of like our, our moped clubs. Like we got mad moped clubs that could. Uh, it's only enough people to probably be one moped club, but <laughs> but the but you end up with five or six or seven. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, like um, I don't know, man. Like it was cool. Like we were doing the whole thing. I had that bike, the Hobbit, and that led me to the shred shed. And I'm like, oh, what? We have a garage like with space, and there's people who work here. And you walk in, and you see like all these mopeds that I I'd never seen before. And I met Sean, I met like Josh and all the other people who were hanging out there and they're like doing moped Monday. And like, yeah, we're doing moped Monday this week. Come, come check it out. I'm like, what? And then like, uh, Vince that's in black, black now used to be my neighbor when I lived in that house with the basement where my first Mm -hmm. roommate had the bike. 
Like this dude next door had a moped too, and that was Vince and MB and Buck Black. They had their own garage. And it was like three or four of them who had their own little spot. So I remember like going and checking that spot out and be like, man, I'm meeting all these people that like I had known around but hadn't yeah. hung out with or done anything with, especially not moped related, because I've just been mopeding by myself. And then they're like and then I'm like, well, I got all these bikes in my house and nowhere to put them. <laughs> and my buddy Cole was like yo, I rent space from Sean at the shred shed. Like, you know, we just sublease like a little bench and a little corner to store our stuff. Like, yeah, hit him up. Like you can probably bring your stuff there. And he's like, I'm like, he was like, yeah, fine. And I proceeded to bring all my bikes from the fence, put them in the van and took them to this, you know, garage. And now I had a place to wrench. Yeah. Yeah. It what? makes it a lot easier that they're a, have a home and B yeah. you're inside. Yeah. Like that's a huge deal inside had a home. It was connected to like the, uh, like the bicycle co-op in Richmond, like shared the mm-hmm. space with the shred shed. So it was like bicycle co-op and all the bicycle kids on one side and like all the mopeds on this other side. And the bicycle kids would do like, uh, like, like parking lot, like movies, you know, like awesome, oh, we got the projector dude. out. We're doing movies. And we're doing moped Mondays, so we're having like, dude, we were having like twenty people moped Mondays, like that's pretty good. Like that's like a small yeah. rally, you know. And yeah, yeah. we're meeting new people left and right. Sean's selling bikes, so like you know, more people would come and meet up and go to the rides. And and I'm like, well, I got space. I guess I can buy more bikes, even <laughs> though I didn't need them, you know. Yeah. And I don't know. It was going good. Like, and I hadn't like been to like an out of town rally. Like I said, I I'd been to moped rallies, like. Even before I had a moped, I was yeah. hanging out at moped rallies because it was just something to do in town. But like, it wasn't until like I really like got to the shred shed and like, you know, had a hobbit something that was like running reliably that I like even thought about going to a rally like out of town. So what was your like? What was your first actual out of town rally? Because you, you you've talked on your podcast a little bit like, and I think this might be more true for Ohio and Michigan and uh, like in that area, like they're all so close to each other, but on the other side of the great Lake in Minnesota, like we're fuck, dude, we're five, six hours from any other club. I mean, really, I mean, super five, I guess, six hours green bastards is like four hours and like spicy boys is six hours. I want to say the dead possums are like six, seven hours. So it's like, yeah. And then the cranks are another five, six hours. So, I mean, we're all spread apart. And you guys. Nah, you say spread apart, be- but that's like pretty good still. Like six hours isn't isn't bad. Considering like some rallies people drive to are like 20 hours away. I'm this like, is true. I'm like, a, like under seven, I think is like the goal. Like seven yeah. hours or less, you can go anywhere. Cause yeah, it's, cause I'll it's agree like, with that. Because like seven hours or less, if you work, you know, Thursday and you guys mm-hmm. get off. You got time to load up the bikes, do all the shit, hang out, party at the shop, and then leave at like 10 o'clock at night. You drive through the night where there's no traffic. You get to the rally spot the next morning, and there's time to like recoup, go get some breakfast, hang out (laughs) before anything kicks off for the rally. Yeah. Like seven hours is clutch. That's like like the best. I go to seven hours for like a day. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> we've done it you, guys, you make a good point dude you make a good point but i i'm still jealous of the east coast you guys are seem to be a little more consolidated but why don't you talk about your first time you went to an out of town rally your experience with that okay so i had my hobbit and i was like i'm gonna rebuild what's it. your setup on your hobbit at this point not to like, j- jump into your story like so, is that no no it was i had the stalker and that was all i had and it was riding around and doing all these things and it was great and the motor came 
still had these fancy parts, but didn't go fast because I sucked. <laughs> and then, well, you didn't know what I you didn't, didn't know. know. I, yeah, I, I just didn't know. don't don't beat yourself up on that, dude. No, it's like, not beat up. It's funny. It's whatever. It's great <laughs> to look back on. It's like, oh man, you're silly. But like, uh, I had the Hobbit, and I was like, I'm gonna rebuild it. I'm gonna build it up. So you know, read the internet. You do all the Hobbit stuff you see everyone else doing because that's the name of the game. It's like, do yeah. what, do what the next guy's doing. Like, apparently that works. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. what he's doing seems to be doing all right. So I'm gonna try that. And yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. I re- I rebuilt it. I did like the uh, the TJT. I did the the Dio Reed block. We stretched mm-hmm. it out. Um, actually, this was pre-stretch, so it wasn't a stretch. We did the uh, we were doing this mod back in the day where we would uh, chop the air box out, like you just mm-hmm. cut out the air box and like bend the middle half down, and then you could put an AV7 intake on the Hobbit stock intake, like you put the two together, and mm-hmm. then and then you could run a shawl. Okay. So we were just doing this like poor man shawl mod to like all the Hobbits. So it had the shawl and had DR kit, like clutch springs promo pipe and like first time i fired it up it did a wheelie and like no tuning no nothing and took around the block and it did 55 yeah, and i was yeah. like all right it's done that <laughs> night and like speaking of that like i got the bike to start the night before he we went to this rally of course yeah, so i'm yeah. chilling at the shred shed and i'm hanging out with all these people i'm meeting all these people and they're like we're going to this rally out of town i'm like hello oh, okay satan's rally was fun like hanging in richmond's fun but out of town, that could be fun. I, I like I like trips. I like traveling. Yeah, so yeah. I, I, I like to drive. It's like I'm in. So Richmond's always kind of been like all our rallies that we've done. We've always started doing groups, so it's always just open invite. Like, yeah. All right, we're going to this rally out of town. Here's the date. This is when we're leaving. This is when we're coming back. Everyone's invited. You let us know if you're coming. That's like, so awesome, dude. Like get in the get in the van. Like that's yeah. that's the goal. Like everyone comes, no matter what. So get in the van. You got a hundred bucks. Like cool. That covers your gas round trip for the whole thing. Get in the van. Mm-hmm. We're going. We're going to New Orleans. We're going to Florida. We're going wherever. Yeah. So that's kind of what happened. Like a bunch of us were like, "Yo, we're going to this rally." Thomas had this big ass truck back in the day. He called it the truck boat. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we threw all these bikes in the back of his truck. I think we might have rented a trailer or something. And we rolled deep to Wilmington, North Carolina for the White Line uh, White Line Riders Rally. I think right it was on, like dude. Southern Comfort Three or something. I can't remember what it's called, but it was cool. We get there and like I had always seen um, Austin from Rogue Bills like on the internet and see all his like you know his generals and all these like cool bikes he's doing with crazy names like Bloodlust or you know whatever the <laughs> fuck he was calling them. Yeah, and, yeah. Like, I pull up to around like that dude's there and I'm like, yo, I've only seen this bike on the internet. And I'm like seeing like the dirty petcocks were from Florida and they're all have these matching t-shirts. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Sacramento, where the fuck is that? <laughs> like yeah. Florida sucks. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> like, or wherever they're from. Sarasota. Yeah. That's where they're from. There you go. I was going to yeah. say Sacramento's. Yeah. yeah. The country I'll, I'll going, but country. I was going to step on your story. No, no, no worries. I it could have been from Sacramento. No, one of those S's dude, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, it was cool, like, seeing all these bikes, like, I'm, I'm meeting all these people, and, like, really cool bar that it was at, like, we found, we got a guy from, you know, the club, and he was like, y'all can stay at our house, and we just, yeah, we got tents, we'll just camp in his backyard, so we set tents up in his backyard, like, I hadn't owned a tent in probably, like, 10 years, so like, yeah. I bought a tent off, like, Amazon or something, you know, and got a, mm-hmm. got a tent to my house, I'm like, alright, cool, got this $100 tent, 
let's set it up <laughs> you know and it worked it was great and we, we had a fun we had a good time we got there and of course like i pull my bike out and i'm like oh let me work on my bike in the parking lot like you know like super noob status when you go to the rally and you're like we got a tune when we get there yeah like i gotta rejet the whole bike when i get to the rally i gotta change the needle i gotta do everything so we're like yeah, yeah. a bunch of us sit in a parking lot like tuning and wrenching on bikes while everyone's hanging out having a good time and mm-hmm. like and i'm like oh it's also when i learned hard lesson about hobbits uh that uh m6 cylinder studs are are not your not your friend if 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 you are not you're friendly to them yeah yeah <laughs> i was like <laughs> so now pro tip uh if you want to tighten your head studs on a hobbit uh loosen them first yeah i always loosen before i tighten now let me ask you this you've owned quite a few hobbits i have seen people blown threads out of them but how do you snap a cylinder stud this still baffles me that somebody can do that because I bought more than one Hobbit with the cylinder stud head broken off and uh, they didn't blow the threads out. Fairly easy. Like it's okay. really, yeah, it's really simple. Like if you just like tighten it too much, like that torque, yeah. it'll snap because it's so thin. Like just well, a- the aluminum's so soft. Like I've like the intake threads, I blew some out once and it took me enough. It took me, that's why I'm ultra paranoid about anything Hobbit now. Like I torque everything with a torque wrench instead of yeah. hand guess it. Like well, I went from like yeah. Modwick Kane that has like super high torque. Like even mm-hmm. with a torque wrench, I have a foot pound torque wrench torquing like Modwick Kane studs. And then like going to a Hobbit where it's like this little M6 that's the, yep. you know, there's no nuts. It's just a stud. So it's like, yeah. oh, you turn it. And that's what happened. My first rally, we're fucking tuning, this, tuning, the, wrenching this parking lot. And I'm like, oh, let me make sure my head's tight before the ride leaves. Snap. Like, okay. I just fucked that up. And I had to ride a loner. Like, <laughs> like all right, cool. My, glad we brought an extra bike. So I rode a loner for the rally instead of the bike that I just finished building the night before. Yeah, yeah. Um, why don't Let me back you up a bit on the story. You said, Thomas, and we don't need to make it about you guys. But, like, what was the first time you two actually met? I never asked them this uh, when I had them on. So it's hard for me to remember, like I have bad memory like that. Yeah, dude, no worries. Like, like we had met each other from hell, like at those Helsinki rallies. We had seen each other before, okay. like, and then, like, I mean, I met some rebels and stuff back then before they were rebels, mm-hmm. and so we seen each other around. But it wasn't until like I started going to the shred shed that like that kind of brought like our whole community kind of like back together. Because awesome. like there were always little clicks, and there was like the Helsinki were doing the thing. We see people at Helsinki rallies, but. You know, there wasn't like a communal spot. There wasn't anyone going on weekly, and it was it wasn't until like Sean got here in the red shed that like we're like, all right, cool. There's Moped Monday happening now every week, forever. Awesome. Yeah. Like, and it's still to this day. It's like we're like we suck at it now. Like our our Moped <laughs> Mondays have been pretty shot like lately, but like there were years where there was Moped Monday every Monday. Like we're gonna be mm-hmm. at the garage because like we all had like the we he had a shop. And, like, it went from, like, you know, two or three people, like, leasing space from him, like, you know, subleasing, like, a spot for him to, like, 10 or 15 of us being, like, in this one building together. So, you had, like, yeah. a big warehouse communal spot where everyone's just hanging out. And, like, no matter what day of the week you show up, one of your boys is probably there hanging out, working on mopeds. That's one thing I've noticed through doing this podcast. Any community, and they have a shop because they have a strong community or do they have a shop? I mean, it's that thing, like, what makes the... 
is it the shop or is it the community or is it the community or is it the shop? But like, yeah, it seems like people who have a shop have a strong community. Yeah. It helps. Like even if it's just like one person's house where Mm -hmm. like everyone's got knows where the hangout's going to be. It's like, it kind of ties it together. Cause it's like, you don't have to try to hang out. It's not like, yo, who's hanging out and got to hunt your friends down and like get them out the house. Like, no, if they're going to be working on mopeds, if they're going to be doing this, they're going to be at this place and you show up and someone's probably going to be there. And dude, that's one thing I give you so much credit for. Like what I noticed and I still apologize for locking you out of your house. Like (laughs) your house is so welcoming. And like, that's one thing a little bit about me. I try to make my house very welcoming to moped people. And, um, but yeah, dude, you guys have a really special thing going on in Richmond. I mean, that's why I think you guys attract so many people, so many mopeders coming through Richmond. Um, but enough praising you, and we'll get to you, get to your story a little bit more. Um, so you broke that head. You rode the rally. Um, what was your thoughts like during your first rally? Like, I mean, I didn't really think much of it because it was like it was a good time. We were just coming to party, and we were like, mm-hmm. yeah, we're gonna turn up. Regardless, like we're here with a bunch of our friends, we're meeting exactly. new people that we've like, we had met some people before because you know, Hell San, Hell Sands were having giant rallies, so people will come to Richmond and you meet people, and you're like meeting people in Moped Army on the internet, and then you meet them in real life, and you're like, all right, cool, like, I'm I'm really easy at like, just like being tight with someone right out the gate. It's like, all right, cool, nice mm-hmm. to meet you. Let's let's turn up, let's get it. Like, what are, what are we trying to do? <laughs> and I don't know. That rally was cool, dude. Like I had, a, I had a good time. Like the food was good. They had like a really interesting, like, um, like raffle pack, like gift kind of thing. It was, uh, they, they had like all the old spark plugs from like, you know, mopeds, we chain spark plugs for no reason. So yeah. you got all these spark plugs just piling up and they took all their spark plugs and they got these little, like, kind of small like mason style jars not mason jar but some kind of little jar like that and they mm-hmm. like epoxied the spark plug to like the cap or to the base and yeah. then they filled them with water and put in like glitter and they made their own snow globes dude that's awesome so that was like this like cool like white line like snow globe that you got like for the pro like you know as a gift and it was like yeah, oh, yeah. this thing's awesome and like the ride was cool and the re- reason like wilmington's cool so there's a beach town Mm-hmm. And I don't even know the last time I went to a rally. It was like, all right, we're going to a beach rally. Like, here's the theme. Ride mopeds, go to the beach. Like, what else do you need? Like, <laughs> Yeah. So they had a really awesome ride. Um, I always praise the clubs that do like a, like a printed ride map or like mm-hmm. route, you know? Like, here, here's the route. Everyone's got it. It was in the rally pack. You get lost and you want to keep doing the route. There it is. So I went on that ride and I broke down like halfway through and like, who did I break down with? I broke down with, I can't remember like too long ago, but I broke down, (laughs) I broke down with someone else who was like equally rad and we're just broke down together, like fixing, trying to fix our bikes inside the road. Is it like Rachel from Legion or someone? Yeah. But like fixing our bikes is outside the road. Like the whole pack's gone. We're left alone. And I'm like, I got my shit started again. I'm like, hell yeah. Like I'm back. And I pull out this little piece of paper and it's got, you know, right, left, right, and all these road names. And I just, like, awesome. follow the route, holding this piece of paper in my hand. Yeah. Like, you know, like, 
around the grip. I just had it in my hand and then I'd hold the grip so I could hold on to it. And then I pick my hand up and like, look at it. Like, Oh, that's the next turn. And like, I'm just doing the rest of this ride solo. And dude, genius. And you're, and you're you're just like every couple of minutes, you're just catching another broken down straggler, which is really funny when, when you're just like cruising by yourself. It's breadcrumbed. Yeah. They're just just waving you on and pointing in the direction. Like you got it. Keep going. (laughs) <laughs> it was it was great it was the best and then i got like i got like maybe like i don't know i got maybe like two miles from like the beach where the inn was at and like ran out of gas or something and uh and then like randomly someone that i knew from like shows like those friends with one of my homies that lived in wilmington like saw me and was like i was like yo dude what's up like what are you doing here i'm like yo what the fuck <laughs> I was like, yo, I'm trying to get to the beach. He's like, get in the, he threw my shit in the back of his truck and he drove me to the beach. Dude, that's so fucking awesome. And I popped out and like, swear to God, like (laughs) that rally, I, I like those rallies where you see like, you know, a lot of bikes in the failure trailer or Mm -hmm. the van or the truck or whatever it is. This rally was like a destroyer, dude. You saw this trailer pull up with bikes piled on top of each other. Like, yeah, yeah. No regard for your moped. Like, you got some <laughs> fancy bike, you better just lock it up and get it later. Because, like, <laughs> there were bikes just stacked on top of each other in the back of this trailer. Like, Jesus. deep, yeah, deep. Yeah. Like, at least 30 bikes broken down. <sighs> I was like, all right, well, at least we're at the beach now. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, their waves are no joke either. Wilmington's got, like, some, like, big waves. So we were just, like, getting tired and worn out in the ocean and like people were getting drunker on the beach it was it was crazy it was good it was a good time (laughs) that's hilarious yeah dude it's always interesting to see that the how many bikes making the struggle bus (laughs) and the trailer and then you start seeing it's like oh it's getting tight and then like i've been lucky enough to be at a few rallies where like people are like okay we're gonna go back to the headquarters and drop all these bikes off and Um, and continue (laughs) pick up the rest of the stragglers yeah, yeah. Dude, have you have you have you driven Chase before? I have not driven Chase, so oh, and that, because I'm not prospector, or not any club, I don't think I'm going to have to, which I'm okay with. No, you might. You got to um, do it at least. Everyone's got to do it at least once. You drive Chase, we'll like see. suggest, like you know, reach out, like oh, I'll drive Chase, or like yeah, yeah. Chase support, you know, being there, like answering the phones, looking at the map. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I got a shout out to Mikey Provolone from the Spicy Boys because, like, I was the Spicy Boys last rally. I was like one of the first breakdowns, and it was totally my fault. I borrowed my friend's bike and had to drill start it, and blah blah blah. Didn't do it right. Locked up and like locked up in the loo. Was that what it's called? What locked up in the loo? Was that what what other rally? No, No, it was Spicy Boys Two. Okay, Electric Boogaloo. Oh, I like the name of that. Yeah, yeah. And then we ended up dubbing um this one. Mickey, or I forget her damn name. She's from Sioux Falls. Um, she tattooed ours. Like we ended up dubbing her van the Boogaloo Bus. And <laughs> Kansas City's a hilly, hilly city, mm-hmm. and we lost brakes. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, yeah, it wasn't good, dude. And like, I, finally, we stopped at Mikey's house, and I'm like, I, and I got in with a few people because I'm just like, all right, I'm gonna call Uber. I'm, I've got family, and I want to see them again. Yeah. I'm not getting back in that yeah. van, dude. It's over. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, dude, it's all mopeds. It all worked out, so it's all fun. Um, Chase is fun. What? Yeah, yeah. Always, 
pro tip for anyone throwing a rally, uh, have chase prizes. Yes. Like, you know, first breakdown prize, second breakdown prize, like first C's have like some, like some stuff in there to like celebrate the, the breakdown, like make that, make that part just as fun as the rally. Like people, some people, some people forget about that. Like, and then people just get stuck in this kind of like boring, like chase situation. But like, if you make the chase kind of fun, like they're going to have fun regardless. Yeah. Yeah. That good idea. Um, so you got to your first out of town rally. Like, what was it at this point? Like you're going around, you're at the shred shed. Um, are you looking to be in a crew with anybody or are you even how I'm kind of wondering how this transition to into club life happened for you? Um, I never really thought about it. I was doing my own thing. Like the hell mm-hmm. sons were doing right. You know, they were around, they were doing theirs. Uh, Thomas, you know, and, and Ashley and them had the rebel rousers and, you know, rebel rousers around They They got what they had going on. Uh, man. And it was like, Sean was in block black and he's the one who started the shred shed and he lived in Richmond. And then like, I did that out of town rally. And then like, you know, I'd been around, I've been doing all them up in Mondays. My homie Vince had his own garage with a couple of his buddies, you know, had been coming around. He was riding. We're all doing the same stuff. And then, like, Sean asked me and Vince if we wanted to, like, prospect for Black Black. And I was like, knew nothing about Black Black besides, like, Moped Army. Just reading on the internet, Mm -hmm. you know. And I was like, yeah, like, I'm in. Like, cool, let's do it. Like, and I came from, like, you know, bicycle clubs and, like, you know, straight edge crews and all this other stuff. So it was like, I was, I was always down for clicks, you know, have having a name for your little screw and your little group, you yeah. know, being like 15, have my own like little skate team, you know, like mm-hmm. that stuff's fun. Like have like, it's, you know, a little com- camaraderie, like, yeah, let's do it. Black, black, like I'm in. <laughs> and like, I, I never, I didn't really have a crazy like prospecting experience or anything because like, like I said, like I had already built like a crazy motivacane, like from the ground up by myself, I mm-hmm. like done a whole Hobbit build. I done like I bought a bunch of bikes. Like I had like you know a couple of different makes. Like I've gone to out of town rallies. I've been to Satan's. I like been coming to all the Moped Mondays. So I was like already doing the things. I was in the shop. I was helping out. Like and Sean like the way he like kind of prospected prospected yeah prospected me and like events and stuff. It wasn't like oh do this do this like you're my bitch now. It's like Yo, I'm I'm about to build this Polini uh, E50. Like, yo, Vince, like, dremel this dremel this out for me so I can fit the cylinder. Oh, that's all you gotta do. Like, cool. So you're just helping your friends like do cool moped stuff. Yeah. And then Polini broke and it's like, yo, Jason, open that up some more so we can get a Gila kit in it. Sick. <laughs> yo, some tires need to be changed. Like, that's all we were doing. We we're just hanging out, working on mopeds, like doing the normal stuff and going to rallies and like partying. And then we went to um. We went to Nashville for like the Bandits like last rally. Mm-hmm. I think that thing that's a club. Yeah, Bourbon Bandits. Like I just hear about the, and me. I love to go on long rides, and like Derek from KFC like talked about it. Like they put on just long rides. So like that's a, I'm a little jealous. I never I wasn't around for their days. Uh, 
No, I can't remember. There's so many fucking clubs. It's hard to keep track yeah. of them all sometimes. Oh, dude, no worries, my guy. But like, we went to Nashville for the Nashville rally, and mm-hmm. and then like some of the Black Black Boys from Denver like drove out from the other side of the country, and that's when I you know got to really first like meet like other Black Black people from like out of town, because mm-hmm. like it was just like me, Sean, and Vince, you know, doing our thing and. He was kind of like doing this weird, like he was like doing like the East Coast like re- recruiting. He was like scout dude. He was like out here just yep. like cherry picking like the best of like fallen clubs, you know? Mm-hmm. Like yeah, ooh. yeah. It, was, it was like ooh the fucking uh, the um what is it the uh, I can't even think of club names right now. Too many, but like too many, dude. Yeah, we we picked up one of the boys from Philly that used to be in the old club out there. We picked up. You know some of the some of the cat clubs from uh from Baltimore, and then it was like mm-hmm. I don't know. He was just kind of building like this weird little East team of like misfits, East Coast team of misfits, and like I don't know. Met some of the boys in, in Nashville. Had a great time in the Trace. Like saw some cool wrecks. Got to be on that really high bridge with like hot and ready's, and this was like still like black black hot and ready like. Action City all had the, the trifecta kind of going on. So yeah, like, yeah. Oh, the three bad boy clubs like united. So I got to meet like a bunch of hiding readies for the first time. We went out to the Nashville rally, and I'm like, I don't know. We just like raged the night, like shooting off fireworks, like you know, being <laughs> wild and like having a blast. It was it was it wasn't like it was never hard. It wasn't like anything that I was really doing. Besides yeah. doing what anyone else would do, having fun with mopeds, like yeah, dude, it's just like yeah, yeah you yeah. want to go to this rally? We're going out of town. Get in the van, and the yeah. only thing the You're only just... things that were mandatory was sh- showing up. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> yo, come on, let's go, like have fun, like you, we're going, we're going to Denver, and as Sean called it, the motherland. Like we're going to the motherland. Like we're <laughs> that's like, awesome, dude. What do you mean we're going to Denver? Like yeah, we're driving there. <laughs> that's that's, that's like, a stiff drive for you guys. Van, we'll 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 see it in 27 hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's 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 a haul definitely. Um so what was your experience? what was your what did you think of Denver riding for your first time the first time you got out there for a rally? Like were you driving chase out there or like what was like that so, yeah, what was that like for you? So we, the first time we went to Denver, cause we, we'd already been going like, like I said, like that first year, like after we started going to rallies, like we were all like going together all the time. Thomas, the rebels, like tab, like smog squad, like all the Richmond people would grow in groups and we'd be super deep everywhere we went. And it was mm-hmm. just like, all right, cool. We're going to New Orleans. We're going to NOLA. Like we're going wherever, like, let's go. That's and awesome, dude. We hopped in, we went to Denver like Dana that works at Treatland, like, mm-hmm. like he ended up like, you know, he came with us and he was like, you know, his club in Richmond had been around just as long as the Satans, but like they were falling off. Like it was, it was two of them left, you know? And it was like, you know, Dana and like, you know, his one home girl, like they were the only ones left and like, they were still hanging out, riding mopeds like all these years later. And like, yeah, yeah. And like we were picking up, you know, other people. So we went out to Denver. We had this blast, this you know, rally. We met all the boys. Like I think out the gates, like I we showed up at the spot, and we parked the van, and we went in like a uh, our, our friend's shop, and we're like, "Yo, what's going on, guys? We're here. Like, let's get it." And like 
a buddy AJ from Black Black was in like one of the first Moped Money podcast episodes. Like, yeah, dude, I love yeah, that podcast. Like talk shit about the casseroleers and like <laughs> people got a little sensitive about that. And that's all I'll say. Like, Casser- I'm just like casserole cook off. Let's go. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I I won't stir up any more shit. But like some people go, that didn't happen and that didn't happen. I'm like, dude, I don't care. Everyone's like, like, memory is subjective, dude. Like you, you never know what you're gonna get. <laughs> exactly, like, dude. It's like awesome. But yeah, like I I walked in and like AJ's always like been like the aggressive like you know kind of dude. And he's like, get over here. He tries like tries like wrestle with me. Like <laughs> right after you walk in the building after this twenty seven hour drive, and I pick him up and like put him on the ground and like dislocate his shoulder. <laughs> like yeah, dude, I'm not fucking with you ever. Like you, you're what are you like six two? No, like, I'm only six foot, dude. Only okay, yeah, whatever. I'm five eight, dude. You're anything over five uh-huh. eleven is uh-huh. huge to he, me. So whatever. He's, he's a little guy. Put a bird on it. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like um. I don't know. It was fun. Like we like fucked around. Like just because my buddy's shoulder. First time I'm meeting him, I'm like, all right, guess we're friends now. Like, <laughs> like they popped it back in place. It was like, oh, don't worry, that happens all the time. Like his body's like falling apart. Yeah, yeah, dude. Like, so yeah, I. But yeah, I, I feel know, him on that. It was great, man. Like the rally was called uh, Black Moon Rising. I think mm-hmm. I know you had some people on that talked about it. I think Alex talked. I, I know a bunch of people have talked about that one, but it was it was a fun rally. It's like. I think it was the first. I don't know if there had been one before because I don't because I wasn't going out of town rallies before then. But yeah. as far as the rallies I had been to to that point, it was like the first of its kind. Like it was like, all right, this isn't like come to the rally and there's like a ride and then a party and then a long ride and another party and like it was like, all right, you come to this one and it's a scavenger hunt. That's awesome. And you get to grab your team, grab the rally pack. And go hit all these spots on your own time, choose your own routes, choose your own direction, like, you know, go with other teams, go with other groups, like, you know, do whatever, but go to these spots. And like we had black, black people scattered like all over the city to like, you know, be there to check you in and, you know, get stuff done. And like puddle, puddle cutters had their own spot where they were like cutting people in with like a knife, like on this, like Mm. in this bar, (laughs) like rooftop balcony or something. I'm like, someone <laughs> cut awesome, themselves dude. bad, dude. Someone cut themselves bad. I was like, really bleeding. Like, oh, he he went too deep. And yeah, like, yeah. And it's elevation, so everything's a little thinner yeah, there, too. Yeah, like, fucked up. And like, I remember yeah. like, like people upstairs cutting themselves at the puddle cutter at the puddle cutter spot. And I'm like <laughs> downstairs outside, speed modding bikes. Like, <laughs> I'm like pulling pulling spark plug boots and like yeah, yeah. turning like unplugging wires and shit. And like, someone comes outside, like, hey. Like that guy's been never messing with bikes. I'm like, oh, you a snitch, dude. Get out of here. Yeah, dude. Come on, now snitches get stitches. We all like, know hush hush on that it's, shit. Yeah, it's it's all it's all funny games, dude. We're just trying to like you know yeah. prank prank people's bikes and then like watch them like try to start it for five minutes and see who figures out that their plug boots un- unplugged first. Yeah, but like I don't know. It was it was great. Like I had a blast at the rally. They had a little camp spot that had this little trail, so we're whipping around this trail. The only thing that sucked is the camp spot was like super far away from where everything was at. It was like a good 15 mile ride, like to get back to the camp spot. I was like, man, it was so far away, but like, I don't know. They had cool ideas. Like, you know, the scavenger was cool. They had a little ending spot that had like one of those like seesaw teeter things. They're at a moped across, but it was only like a four by four wide or something like a two by four wide. I don't know. It was really, it wasn't wide enough to ride a moped (laughs) across. And I remember people like, yeah, Go, trying to go up and then like eating it and like yeah 
it, it, we had one of they had one of those things. We had like ride with like a, a stick and try to get it through this hoop and like all these other weird like activities. And there was like this little dirt field next door, and they were like, "Yo, we're gonna do dubs races over here in this field." It was like a circle track, you know. Mm-hmm. This mopeds, motorsport. You're a motorsport guy, you know. Go fast, yeah. turn left. That's that's yeah, your yeah. style. So we're like, let's go fast, turn left on this fucking dirt circle dubs. And then the talk of doing that was fun. And then we were like, yo, let's do it riding trips. Yeah, I was going to say, you got to go one more. So, yeah. So <laughs> there was like a trips race at this rally around this circle. And it was awesome. <laughs> like, I think uh, I, there's pictures somewhere that are sick. And like, I think my team, I had, I had someone sitting on the back, like riding me, like riding dubs, like normally. And then mm-hmm. I had someone else turned around facing me, sitting in my lap. Like, <laughs> and that's how we did. I was going to ask if you had your rack bike there or not. Like, no, it was like, uh, it was my, my Hobbit, but I had like back, back then I had this, uh, I had a Cobra frame with a general take and it's mm-hmm. on like 1970s garage or something. It's called like, uh, the Ginny Habra or something. Yeah. I but think like, I've seen some pictures of it. It's a really cool looking bike. I'll give you that. Yeah. That was, that was like my main bike. That was my rally bike for years. Like. After I got hit by a car, so after I got hit by a car, that destroyed my Hobbit. And then mm-hmm. I then I built that bike, and that was the bike I took everywhere for like a long time. Yeah, yeah. But dude, the trips race was fun. They then they tried to do this like uh, <laughs> one of those like okay, the person on the left like like a like a trike like a I don't know like you know like a potato sack race. They tried to do that yeah. but with mopeds. So oh it was god, like, damn! Like the left the left rider had to hold the the right rider's throttle and vice versa or something, something sketchy, yeah. something really sketchy like that. It, yeah. The, the broken <laughs> man in me is saying, Nope, I'll, yeah. I'll watch. It, it barely, it barely worked. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was gonna say, I think you're giving a lot of credit yeah. on the barely. Yeah. It barely worked. <laughs> and then I was also like, uh, like, uh, Steve Brown and like, and like Josh Hager, like used to do this thing where they'd go to rallies and then they would disappear and you'd be like, yeah, where'd they go? Oh, they're at cheesecake factory. <laughs> like they were not into eating rally food. They'd always go to these long out of town rallies and then they would disappear to go eat like at some legit like chain. And <laughs> when we were at that rally, we like some of us dipped off to go like ride across town and go eat at like a Buffalo wild wings and like watch sports like by ourselves. <laughs> we're like, we need to get away for a couple hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think there is something to be said about that decompression period at the rally, but I will say this. If you ever get to a, a rally in Kansas city, definitely eat the barbecue because like the, Everybody born in Kansas City, I swear to God, knows how to just do barbecue. Like it's insane. You want the chicken, just, or you want the pork? Yeah. Like, and you better know your different types because it's almost offensive if you don't know what's what because they kind of look at you like, "Oh, you're from out of town." Like, uh, I don't know what baby back ribs are, but these are awesome. Like, <laughs> like how do you not know? Yeah. Like, what's the difference between pork and beef ribs? I don't know. They're both good. Leave me alone. It's like being in <laughs> like, Philly. You want that wit or without? <laughs> exactly uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> um so you talk about like at what year i mean again you don't necessarily need to pin it down like what year did you become an official black black member then i mean how long have you been in your club i don't know <laughs> i don't know how long <laughs> i can tell you i know what rally and someone else okay. would know the time because like okay. i said we were, we were doing all these rallies like We'd, we'd gone to like Chicago for like hot and ready's and hot and ready's were switching years back and forth with uh, petty cash. And then like, uh, 
Pettycats was having their last rally. They were having their retirement party where they, I'm sure you've heard the stories before about like they rented out an entire hotel. Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't, they didn't rent an entire hotel. They're like, we're having a rally. Here's the hotel. Everyone booked their rooms. Yeah. So we proceeded to book these rooms and we pull up and the hotel's sick. It's like a small little hotel in the middle of the city. You're like right in the heart of downtown Chicago and this little parking lot, you know, and like we, we pulled up and we went and parked at like, uh, the hide and ready is like old, like moped house. If you want to call it that it was called the castle. And okay. Was, I've like, heard of, yeah, the yeah. castle was sick. It was like, they had this big house that had like rooftop access where you could see the city skyline, all the shit. It was epic. Mike Beery, uh, had the had his giant wall of VHS tapes, like more than the zeros, more than anyone I've ever seen in my entire life. So many VHS tapes, and like, yeah, yeah. and then they had the garage out back with all these bikes. They had a basement full of bikes. They had a mini ramp in the fucking top of the garage. Like it was the coolest spot. Like like definitely like some Peter Tan fucking fairy tale shit. You're like, oh, this is yeah, sad. it's what every mopeder's yeah. house should be, is what you're saying. Yeah, and it was all their all their boys, all their homies, like in the spot, and it was like it was perfect. Like that's where I met like uh, West. I'm oh, sorry, that's where I met West from the Hot and Ready's, aka the Rumblesmith, who like mm-hmm. lives up in DC now. He's like our boy. Like I met so many cool people at that rally, and like we park out there, we like all like ride our mopeds to the hotel and stuff, and like you pull up in this lot, and it's just like this parking lot swarmed with mopeds and like <laughs> the people who were like staying there started checking out. Like yeah. they were like, what is <laughs> not happy? What is happening here? Cause we're just swarming around everywhere. All we booked like half the hotel and like we had a room like, like petty cash had this room that was like, I guess like the, I don't know the way they planned the rally was really sick. I think you can go back through Moped Army and see it, but it had like it was like a tier system for for uh, pre registration. Mm-hmm. So you could like you know oh you just get the rally pack oh or you get this tier which was like, was like a bump up to this other thing or you get this like extravagant VIP shit that was like it came with this cup and this cup got you unlimited booze. Like you just okay. like I don't drink alcohol, but it's like you know it's still yeah, cool. Yeah. It was like oh you got this cup and like you take this cup to wherever the beer is at, and you get free beer. And they had a whole room that was nothing but like you know beer and like party supplies, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it was like oh this is like the party room. You gotta be VC exclusive to this room. And then there was some other room where we just put all the furniture like against the wall or out of the room or something, and that was like the <laughs> dance party room. It was yeah, it was getting out of hand. It was great. Hollywood Halt performed at at the brewery during the party on Saturday night or something. Dude, so, that's all. Awesome. So you're like, oh, throw a, throw a kid on that bitch, like live, like in a yeah. really, in a really echoey brewery with a thousand people talking <laughs> in the background. It sounded like shit. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, it sounded real bad, <laughs> but it was entertaining. And yeah, like, yeah. I don't know, it was that rally. We're hanging out. Like, Black Bike would roll pretty deep to that one, and like. You know, Jono from the club, like, walked out to the parking lot and just, like, handed me some center patches. And I was like, hell yeah. And, like, nice, that's how dude. I got in. It wasn't it wasn't anything. I'd just been, like, doing the things, you know, the moped shit already mm-hmm. and partying. And the boys liked me. And they were like, all right, he's in. Like, and he, you know, made it quiet, went over, gave me the shit. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm in. Nice, Tight. dude. So, Petty Cash Last Rally. 
Okay, I got to pee. I just hit. <laughs> I just hit pause. We're gonna pick up at Petty Cash last rally. So, oh, man, take the, a five. You got this. Do pause your th- function. I like it. Yeah, dude. Trust me. Like, <laughs> how do you think I got to? Um, no, I'm fucking blanking on names. Uh, your boy from uh, Black Black, Mike. Um, Mike. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's how we did two and a half hours. Because like he's like, okay, I'm gonna have to pee every thirty minutes. Because I had. I'm like, okay, we'll just sit. Just hit he already, he already yeah. uh, broke the broke the tap or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So give me two, three minutes. You go pour a drink or do whatever you gotta do. Yeah, that sounds we'll fine. I'll go pee too. Okay, easy. All right. And cool. I guess that bathroom break is a pretty good place to stop. A uh, little bit more left that we had going on. It was, I don't know, it was good. We we got it going. Um, and I think it um, there was some left, you know. But whatever. Like I said, we'll save that for another day. Maybe I'll pop it out as a bonus sometime. Or you can just pop up a second chance on my podcast and give it a listen. And yeah, that's it, man. Thanks for listening to another week of Moped Money Podcasts. And second chance, I guess, you know, combo deal. But yeah, uh, fuck your car, ride a moped. If you want to support the podcast, you can hit us up and buy something over at our website. It's mopedmonday.com. All the money goes to help us uh, buy new equipment and do more shit. Uh, Which also, special note, I got like a cool tripod and stuff for the video camera. And I'm working on the other things I need to like start either doing this via live stream on Twitch or some kind of video thing. I'm working it out right now. I'm trying to figure out all the details. There's still a couple more pieces I want to buy. I'm really trying to ramp up the um, mobile setup where I can take it somewhere and do like a live thing either at a rally or at a moped shop. I don't know. There's all these ideas I'm trying to like, I don't know, make in this new second version of the moped monday podcast so yeah if you have a topic you want us to get into or you have a guest or someone you think we should get on the show or you yourself want to be on the show just get us us an email at moped monday podcast at gmail.com and yeah that's it man see you later bye so um what are your favorite moped sounds I don't know, like touch your fly, was it moving? Like, no, nah, it feels pretty locked up. Sounds like a fuck, dude. Oh boy! Wah, wah, wah.